0: Hello, you are listening to an episode of Trade Talks, a podcast about the economics of trade policy. I'm Samaya Keynes, the US economics and trade editor for The Economist.
1: And I'm Chad Bowne, a senior fellow with the Peterson Institute for International Economics.
0: This week, we're going to talk about the trade war and the Chinese economy.
1: To help us understand what's going on in the Chinese economy right now, we've brought in Nick Lardy. Nick is the Anthony M. Solomon Senior Fellow at the Peterson Institute for International Economics, so he's a colleague of mine. He's an economist, a longtime scholar of China, and he's written three recent pieces looking at different aspects of how the Chinese economy is doing during the trade war. Nick, hello. Glad to be here.
0: Okay, we are now more than one year into the trade war, and President Donald Trump has been tweeting this. China's second quarter growth is the slowest it has been in more than 27 years. The United States tariffs are having a major effect on companies wanting to leave China for non tariff countries. Thousands of companies are leaving. This is why China wants to make a deal. So, before we go on to the effects of the tariffs, what's the big picture? How is the Chinese economy doing right now?
2: Well, the big picture is that they've been slowing down gradually since the global financial crisis. And in the last year or two, the slowdown has continued, but at a, at a very moderate pace. So, this is a medium-term trend in China that growth has come down year over year over year since 2010. So basically, it been slowing down for about 10 years.
0: Um, what are the contributors to that?
2: Well, there are several factors that have led to this slower growth. One is that their external surplus with the rest of the world has been shrinking. It had grown rapidly up to around 2008 or 9, and that was adding to their growth From around 2010 on, that began to shrink, and it was subtracting from their growth. So that's been one factor. A second factor is that they have, in recent years, tried to slow the growth of credit. Their economy was very credit-driven, driving up the ratio of credit to GDP to very, very high levels that were typically associated with a high level of financial risk. And starting back in 2017, they began a concerted effort to slow down the growth of credit. And in any economy, if you slow the growth of credit, you're naturally going to have somewhat slower economic growth. The tariffs could have had some effect, but quite frankly, it's very difficult to discern. China's exports in the first eight months of this year, for example, are growing at 6.1%. So their exports to the US are down because of the tariffs, but it has been more than offset by increased sales to the rest of the world.
1: Let's drill down on the export numbers just a little bit, because I think this is what everybody has in mind, and especially President Trump. So he's now put tariffs on about two-thirds of U.S. imports coming in from China. These sounds like huge numbers. Why is it when you actually drill down, these aren't likely to have as as big an effect as one might think on the overall Chinese economy?
2: Well, the main Initial factor to consider is a very large economy. In US dollars, it's about 7 trillion. So before the war started, they were selling about 500 billion to us, which is a big number. But that's not all value added. We measure GDP by value added. Trade is measured in gross terms. So in value added terms, it's probably something closer to 250 billion, which is still a significant number, but relative to 7 trillion is not so big.
0: And so part of the point there is that some of China's exports to the U.S. are, are in fact, value-added by third countries. And so you're overstating the importance of those exports to the Chinese economy.
2: Yes. And China's exports dependence has declined dramatically since the global financial crisis. Their exports as a share of their GDP used to be much, much larger. But what's happened since the global financial crisis is the growth of global trade has slowed down relative to global growth. China's growth has remained relatively high compared to the rest of the world, so their economy has been growing more rapidly than their exports. So their export dependence has actually shrunk substantially over the last 10 years.
0: Are there any factors that could be masking the effects of these tariffs on the Chinese economy? So for example, could it be that in order to get ahead of the tariffs, production of the affected products actually ramped up beforehand sort of creating some kind of artificial boost, and that is about to fade as the tariffs come into effect? Could those timing factors be important in any way?
2: Well, I think when you have, as in this trade war, where tariffs are put on in stages, you always have some lags, and maybe as more time goes by, you'll see a bigger effect. But I think the key thing is that China's exports to the U.S. are already down significantly, so the tariffs have had Quite in effect, $30 billion in the first six months was a reduction in exports to the U.S. But they're selling a lot of goods to the rest of the world where they're not impeded by new tariffs. And so I don't think that's likely to change.
0: Do we know that, that they're in the same products? I suppose the products thing matters because... If it's different products, then the the industries and the sectors that are affected by the U.S. tariffs, they still face huge disruption, right?
2: There has been some analysis of how well or how poorly the sectors in China that are most affected by the tariffs. And so far, it looks like those sectors have been doing reasonably well. Their sales have held up and there's been some decline in employment, but the decline in employment is actually slower than it had been before the tariffs were introduced. So... I think the evidence suggests that a lot of the products that are contributing to this growth of
1: China's global trade are the same products they used to sell to the U.S. Do we know anything about the impact that China's own tariffs that it's imposing as retaliation to the U.S. is having on on the Chinese economy? They have been relatively restrained in
2: putting on tariffs on U.S. goods because Unlike President Trump, if I may say so, uh, they seem to recognize that a tariff is a tax that isn't likely to help your domestic economy. So some of the more sensitive sectors, they have refrained from putting on any tariffs to try to ameliorate the tax effect of tariffs.
0: On July 30th, President Donald Trump tweeted this. China has lost 5 million jobs and 2 million manufacturing jobs due to the Trump tariffs. Trump's got China back on its heels, and the United States is doing great.
1: So, jobs. What's going on in terms of manufacturing employment right now in China? Are there millions of people standing in unemployment lines? The
2: reduction in the first year of full tariffs, uh, by the best estimates, are job losses of about 5 million. But if you go back and look at the period between 2014 and 2017, before any tariffs were in effect... Manufacturing jobs were shrinking even more rapidly than they have been in the first year of the tariff war. So, yes, some jobs have been lost, but it's a continuation of a trend that has been evident in the Chinese economy for the last five years. And that reflects the shift of demand in China towards services. People's incomes are now at such a high level that they're not buying a great deal more food and clothing. They're spending money on entertainment. They're spending money on health care. They're spending money on education, travel, and so forth. And so manufacturing jobs are shrinking, not only as a share of total employment, but in absolute terms. And the peak level of manufacturing employment seems to be back in 2014.
1: In President Trump's tweets about this, he says $5 million, $2 million. This sound like a lot of people out of work. Are these big numbers in the Chinese context? Well, I think, quite frankly, President Trump is a little
2: confused. Sometimes he says this is job loss over the last month or two. And I think he's thinking, well, jobs in the U.S. change by a couple hundred thousand a month or 170,000 a month. And when he sees a number like 5 million or 3 million, he thinks it's huge. But the loss of jobs in China, the data that the three, whether it's 3 million or 5 million is over the last year. And so on a, on a monthly basis, it's much lower. But the key thing is that China's non-farm employment, which is the relevant universe we're thinking of, is about 570 million. It's uh, almost four times bigger than the U.S. So you have to scale things up when you're talking about numbers coming out of China.
0: I've seen some claims that the Chinese economy is doing worse than the official numbers suggest. Do you think there's any truth to those, those claims, those concerns?
2: Well, you know, criticizing Chinese data has been a a well-established tradition in recent decades, and that that hasn't changed. But I don't think anyone's really come up with a convincing case that the aggregate GDP numbers are off significantly. You know, I'm not defending it, the official number, to the nearest tenth of a percentage point. But, you know, when they say in the last quarter growth was 6.2%, I am very confident it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 6%. Maybe at only 6.1%, maybe at 6 maybe at 63 But I think order of magnitude, these numbers are pretty reliable.
0: Now for a third tweet on August the 10th. China wants to make a deal so badly. Thousands of companies are leaving because of the tariffs. They must stem the flow. At the same time, China may be hoping for a Democrat to win, so they could continue the great rip-off of America and the theft of hundreds of billions of dollars. Let's focus on this claim that, that companies are leaving China. Now, I've heard a bunch of, of anecdotes of, of companies trying to rejig their supply chains. However, you also hear that actually companies are very interested in serving the Chinese market. What's your read of what's going on here?
2: Well, I think the first big point to keep in mind is, yes, some companies are leaving China, but companies have been leaving China for decades. Some of them go in there with very poor business strategies, they don't do well, and they withdraw. Some of them are very successful for a long period of time, but as wages keep rising, they find it's more profitable to shift their most labor-intensive consumer goods production to places like Bangladesh. So the context has to be that there's coming and going constantly. Now, the coming is still very large. The foreign direct investment into China is running at about $140 U.S. dollars per year. It's growing at about the same pace it was before the trade war started. This is creating huge numbers of new foreign firms in China. The official number for the first six months of this year is that more than 20,000 new foreign firms were established. So a few firms are leaving China, maybe dozens, we don't know for sure, but there are thousands and thousands coming in. China is still a very rapidly growing market, and most companies want to take advantage of it, and in many cases, they need to produce in China in order to do that.
0: I was looking at the US-China FDI numbers produced by Rhodium Group and it looked like the US investment in China had kind of flatlined over the past few years. Is there a difference in the trend from the US and from the rest of the world?
2: Yeah, well the key thing to keep in mind is that the US share of foreign investment going into China is actually relatively small. It's less than 10% of the total. Most foreign investment coming in from China, coming into China is from multinationals based outside of the United States. So it could be that U.S. investment is tapering off a little bit or moderating, but the aggregate figure is still growing. So other multinationals
1: are more than taking up the slack. So from listening to you talk about all that, it doesn't sound as if the Chinese economy is doing nearly as badly as it might if you were to only read President Trump's Twitter feed. But taking a a bigger step back, how are we supposed to think about how well the Chinese economy is doing right now in a global sense and during the trade war? And what should we be looking out for?
2: I think what we should be looking out for is you know, whether or not they get back on a path of more market-driven economic reform. I think that would tend to put a floor under the slowdown that we've seen over the last 10 years. And there have been some signs that they've been liberalizing. They unilaterally cut their tariffs by about 25% last year. They've liberalized access to their financial markets. Uh, foreign firms, including U.S. firms, will now be able to have majority foreign-owned or wholly foreign-owned companies for trading securities, for engaging in asset management, business, insurance, and so forth. So they've continued to liberalize, which will be a plus for their economy going forward. They haven't taken all the steps they need to take domestically, but in terms of international reform of cutting tariffs and liberalizing investment, they've made a lot of progress in the last year. They've also improve their protection of intellectual property. They've set up a whole series of specialized courts for hearing intellectual property cases. So they're moving forward on some of the structural issues that have been of concern to the United States as well.
0: How should we think about this as it relates to leverage in the trade war? Donald Trump clearly seems to think that the Chinese are very weak, and therefore the US has the upper hand.
2: That's the impression he gives from his his tweets. And I think it's mistaken. I think that China does not feel that it has to comply with a long list of, of U.S. demands. I think they'd be happy to do you know, an interim agreement or a small-scale agreement that, had, you know, that they could make some concessions if the U.S. made some concessions. But I don't think China's ready to sign up for a comprehensive deal that would achieve everything that's been articulated on the U.S. side. And I think the Chinese are in a relatively strong position. I think, you know, the fear in the United States is the economy is weakening. I think there's a growing perception that in part that's because of the trade war. President Trump does have to stand for re-election. President Xi Jinping does not. So, he, quite frankly, I think she is in a stronger position than President Trump perceives.
0: Nick, thank you very much. Well, thank you. That is all for Trade Talks. A huge thank you to Nick Lardy, the Anthony M. Solomon Senior Fellow at the Peterson Institute for International Economics. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to episode 70 about his book published earlier this year called The State Strikes Back, The End of Economic Reform in China.
1: And be sure to check out Nick's more recent diagnoses of the Chinese economy. We'll post those to the episode page of our website. That's www.tradetalkspodcast.com. And thank you also to Colin Warren, who handles our audio.
0: Do follow us on Twitter. I'm at Samaya Keynes.
1: And I'm at Chad Bowne.
0: And we're on at trade underscore underscore talks.
1: That's not one but two underscores, at trade underscore underscore talks.
2: Because two looks at the Chinese economic performance during the trade war are better than one.
0: Two extra things. One, thank you to my husband for being the voice of Donald Trump. And two, yes, we will be trolling listeners with bizarre jingles from now on as a test to see whether you listened right to the end of the episode.